0: On In Spirit and Truth with Pastor JD Farag.
1: Anyone who is thirsty, come to me. How about the woman at the well? If you drink from this that the world has to offer, you will be thirsty again. But if you drink from what I have to offer, you will be so satiated, you will never thirst again. In the spiritual sense, The Lord alone will
0: satisfy. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Isaiah. Do you ever feel like you're just missing something? Maybe you've thought something along the lines of, if I just had blank, then I'd be happy. Have you ever considered that you feel like you're lacking because you're lacking God? Today, Pastor JD shows us that scripture says that God will fill and satisfy you. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor JD in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. You know, kindness,
1: lastly let me just say this, (laughs) I think you would agree, it's kind of a lost art in our day and age, isn't it? Just showing kindness, oh it's almost in some ways if we're honest with ourselves it's easier to be kind to a stranger than it is to our own family and loved ones, right? There I say that we would never treat or talk to a stranger the way we talk to our own loved ones. it doesn't take much, by the way. A little kindness can go a long way. Just a kind word. Just something small when it comes to kindness. So I'm at Costco recently. And I'm in the meat section. I'm looking at the, you know, ground beef, and there's so many people. Where do these people come from? And I'm just waiting, you know, patiently, and there's, you know, this woman in front of me, and she's getting the, you know, the plastic bags that you rip off the roll. Are you able to open those things, by the way? I Man, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, trying to open this thing, and make sure it's the right end, and I'm looking for the big letters, OPEN THIS END. Anyway, enough of my problems. Anyway, so I, I'm waiting for that plastic thing, and then how about ripping it off the roll? I mean, are you able to get just one? I end up with the whole roll, unrolled, trying to rip this. Anyway, again, I'm sorry. I'm love of my problems. So I'm waiting. So this woman is trying to <laughs> rip the, you know, plastic bag off the roll, and she gets it, and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to... Because now... You know, cause I'm on TV. And so now my identity's been blown. I can no longer, you know, I would have to be put into witness protection to, but so people see my face and they oftentimes will say to me, Hey, where do I, I, where do I know you from? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then they'll say something like, wait, aren't you that pastor? And, and then at first I'm like, why? <laughs> Depends on, so, you know, anyway, I'm just, I have to be careful now. So, because, you know, so I'm trying to be patient. Of course, as you know, that's my strong suit. (laughs) I'm sitting there, and she finally gets that bag off that roll. And what does she do? She turns around and gives it to me. Oh, that was so, I was kind of like, oh, I had to repent first, but then it was like, that was, that was so thoughtful of you. That was so, I, I said, you made my whole day. I said, they, you know, people don't do that anymore. That was really nice of you to do that. She's like, no, just here you go. It's fine. I'm like, thank you. And then she got hers and then left. And I thought, wow, I wonder if she was a Christian. The pastor needed to be ministered to in that scenario. But just kindness, man. Verse 9, For this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that... I would not be angry with you, nor rebuke you, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord. And here it is again, who has mercy on you. I think this commentator aptly said it. Just drink this chapter up. May I just encourage you, I spent the better part of this afternoon in both of these chapters, but this one in particular, just trying to get, you know how it is when you're reading the Word of God but that's just what you're doing is reading the Word of God. But this time I, I wanted to read it differently in preparation for Bible study because I wanted to get reacquainted with how kind God is to me and how merciful God is to me, how that God is not angry with me, how that God loves me. He's going to be merciful to me. He's not going to depart from me. Verse 10, O you afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted, behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children, verse 13, shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. What a... These are not just words on the pages of our Bible. This is a glorious promise from the Lord to His people. He wants them to know this about Him. In effect, He's saying, you have nothing to be afraid of. Do not be afraid. Don't fear Oppression, and and we're going to get to it here, verse fifteen. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you, hang on to that word against you. A weapon forged against you. Those that are coming against you. Bio weapons that are against you. I could keep going. I won't. Whoever assembles against you shall fall. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. For your sake, behold, verse 16, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. You know that that weapon forged against you? I made the one who's forging that weapon against you. about that and then verse 17 no weapon formed against you shall prosper and by the way in quoting this well-known verse we kind of miss what we read next and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. Now, who's this for? Oh, I'm glad you asked. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. In other words, because you're mine, and you belong to me, I'm not going to let anything that is against you prosper in the end this is this well-known promise and it's God's word to us and God cannot go back on his word now we'll talk about this more in a moment but you think about this in the world in which we are living today And this promise here in verse 17 is something that we should be hanging on to for dear life in this world at this time because they have formed a bioweapon against us and we have this promise from God that in the end it will not prosper. It will not prevail. God will see to it that it does not. And even now it is not. By the way, even now it is not. Okay, verse 1. Now, this is interesting. Chapter 55. Whole. I just like saying that. Everyone who thirsts come to the waters, and you who have no money, Come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why, verse 2, do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? That's the key right there. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Okay, what's this about? Well, this is chiefly about the kingdom age, the millennial reign. However, this has profound application to our lives today. Think of it like this. Anyone who is thirsty, come to me. How about the woman at the well? If you drink from this that the world has to offer, you will be thirsty again. But if you drink from what I have to offer, you will be so satiated, you will never thirst again. In the spiritual sense, the Lord alone will satisfy. Why are you doing this? Why are you paying for this? And your wages going for what does not satisfy nothing in this world will ever satisfy your need spiritually only Jesus will satisfy you there is no amount of money that will ever satisfy you there is no amount of anything that will ever satisfy you you can seek pleasure you can seek wealth you can seek fame and fortune, as they say. You will never be satisfied. In fact, I would argue, and I know this firsthand, by the way, I'm not speaking of myself, but I know this firsthand, that not only will it not satisfy, it will leave you emptier than you were prior to the pursuit of what you thought would satisfy. Why is that? Well, we know why that is. Because God created us to be satisfied only in Him and by Him. God created us, as it's been famously said, with this God-shaped vacuum that only He can fill. And here we go, sadly, throughout our lives, (laughs) trying to fill that emptiness with that which only God can fill and satisfy. Yeah, let's move on. Incline your ear. I, yeah, maybe the Holy Spirit wants me just to make one more comment on that before we move on to verse 3. We see it before us every day a thousand times a day. Wouldn't you think that people who are famous and wealthy would be the happiest people on earth? And what do we find to be true? The opposite is true. Not only are they not the happiest people on earth, they're the most miserable people on earth. Why? Because all that wealth, all that fame, all that success has left them emptier. I heard it said, and you'll probably identify, I think it was written in a book by an author, this was back in the 80s, a long time ago, but you climb this ladder of success only to find that it was on the wrong wall. You reach the top. I like how one said, I think this might have been a Larry Burkett saying. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> it was one of my favorite. You, know, you talk about the rat race. The rat race. I'm in, the, I'm in this rat race. I feel like I'm in a rat race. You feel like that? I think it was Larry Burkett who said, even if you win the race, you're still a rat. <laughs> wow, I never thought of it like that. Get me off of this thing. It is a rat race. It's that picture, you're just going around, 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 around in that circle, in that whatever, you know, they put those rats in and they're, you're going around, 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 you're not getting anywhere. That's what's happening. And that explains everything, doesn't it? Depression. They're on their, what, 10th marriage? That's if they're married. Suicide, sadly. They're the most miserable people because they've obtained the world's wealth and fame and success, and, and they find that it didn't satisfy that longing in their soul, in their heart. Only Jesus satisfies. Incline your ear, verse 3, and come to me, here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, verse 4, I have given him as a witness to the people. Again, speaking of the kingdom age, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you. Why? Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord, verse 6, while he may be found. You've heard that quoted, right? Let's look at the context in which it's written call upon him while he is near let the wicked verse 7 forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts let him return to the Lord and he will have and here it is again he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon you know One cannot help but notice the urgency with which Isaiah, inspired by the Holy Spirit, writes this. It's what uh, one has referred to as the now. Now. Don't put it off. Now. Today is the day of salvation. Seek the Lord now while He can be found. There's an urgency. There's a now in this. Don't put it off. Because the Spirit of God, Genesis 6, will not strive with man forever. There will come a point where God just says, okay, have it your way. Romans 1 is a graphic picture of that, where God just says, okay, you win. (laughs) And he gives them over to their depravity. And their sin and their lust. And make no mistake about it, God has been striving with them, warning them, pleading with them, come to me. And they won't. And there is a time called too late. There is a time called too late. Verse eight, and here it is, verses eight and nine. For my thoughts, and this word for is very key, by the way. <laughs> for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Okay, we know this, we quote this, we share this with others (laughs) who are really going through a trial and probably don't warm up to you when you quote this verse because they know the verse probably better than you do. Well, you know God's ways are not our ways. (laughs) I know, I know that. And by the way, shocking, I know, but God doesn't think how we think. What do you think? Think about this. (laughs) I'm not trying to be cute again, but if God thought the way I thought, (laughs) we're all in trouble. He would not be God, right? And oh, by the way, Aren't you glad that your ways are not God's ways? Aren't you glad that God's ways are higher than your ways? Aren't you glad that God is infinite and you are finite? We don't know the ways of God. And we need to be okay with that, and never think that it's God saying that He's not going to reveal to us His ways and whys, if you want to add that in there, is that he can't. Remember when your children were little and they would have all these why questions? Why is the sky blue? Why this? Why that? You're you're doing your best. Bless your heart as a parent. You're trying to answer, well, that's God's favorite color. Why is blue God's favorite color? Because, uh, so here you are, you're, you're trying to answer all of these questions, and you cannot impart to them, because they don't have the capacity to fathom it at that age. And so too is this true for us. You know, in glory we're going to be we're told for all of eternity learning of him for all eternity and i know we we say this jokingly and it's okay i do it as well you know when i get to heaven i'm going to ask god you know why this and why did you do it this way and i'm going to i have a few questions well that's fine write them down but when you get there First of all, at the rapture and the seven years and the wedding feast, I mean, we're just gonna be like. Oh, I thought you had some questions. Oh, yeah. It's not important now. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Oh, oh, now I see. It is impossible for an infinite God to. Pour into a finite man his ways. They're just too high for our understanding. We do not have the ability to fathom or comprehend the ways of God. And take comfort in knowing that God's way is always the best way.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D., We hope you continue to be encouraged as you learn some good things from the book of Isaiah. Did you realize that there are 39 chapters in Isaiah that address judgment and 27 chapters that point to God's salvation? How fascinating that this book relates to 39 books of the Old Testament, much about judgment of sin, and 27 books of the New Testament, pointing to Jesus as God's salvation for the world. Isaiah is yet another example of how God interweaves the old with the new and how prophecies from old point to fulfillment of that later. Are you seeing the connections that God has written into these pages of Isaiah? If you're wanting to hear this message again or more like it, you can find them at com. While you're there, you can learn more about the church this ministry is supported by, Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. If you're not already plugged into a local church, we invite you to be part of our church family. If you're in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love for you to come visit us on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor JD. You can find service times and directions on our website. Again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. We're so glad you tuned in today to learn from the book of Isaiah. We look forward to the next edition with Pastor JD and the things that God has put on his heart to share from this prophetic book. Thanks again for listening today to In Spirit and
1: Truth.